Hello, hello. This is Paladino Live. This is episode number 12, and the date is May 10th, 2008. And we have a big, big show today, as uh, we're back a little earlier than some of you may have expected, because lots of stuff has happened in the past few days, um, and we will get into those topics very soon here, as... First of all, we are on the sportstuff.com. That is our home for Paladino Live. We do have a call-in number here on the sportstuff.com. It is 916-912-4263. 916-912-4263 as yes, the call-in line is up and running again, which is absolutely wonderful. The number has not changed, which is also wonderful as now there'll be no confusion. We are ready to rock and roll here on the sportstuff.com once again. Please call in the line. It is a voicemail. So just like a voicemail, let us know who you're calling for. So if you're calling for Paladino Live, say that's who you're calling for, Paladino Live. And uh, opine, make your comment, your question, whatever it is. Give us a ring-a-ding here as there's so many podcasts on here and Hopefully more to come, and uh, the pedigree out there, he's signed up, so let's get that show going, pedigree. Come on, buddy. We'd love to hear from you soon. As a, He is a New Yorker, and uh, he would be bringing some Yankees and Giants love here to the to the website, and eventually to iTunes, as it'll get registered on there, too, and boy, can't wait to hear from you soon. But um, anyhow... Again, this is the sportstuff.com. We also have message boards as the pedigree signed up to that. Um, there's a TSS boards. It is on the upper right hand corner of the website, the sportstuff.com. TSS boards. Click on the button and you will be on there. Look for where it says sign up and please do. It is 100% free and 100% fun. We can all interact with each other and, uh, hey, Maybe someday you'll be a podcaster. It's up to you if you have the, the courage or the the desire to become a podcaster for your home team or home teams or whatever. You know, maybe you live in the other part of the world like some of uh, our awesome podcasts on here. Uh, they do shows for teams here in America, yet they're from Australia or England or such, which is cool. We love you guys out there. Um, now, here on Episode 12... We're going to get into some NHL playoff talk. We're going to get into NBA playoff talk. But also, we're going to get into some coaching news for the NHL and the NBA, as there's been some news, baby, including the home club here in Minnesota. Jacques Lemaire made his announcement today to return to the Minnesota Wild, and we will officially get into that very soon. So much to my somewhat, well, may I wouldn't say surprise, but, well... I kind of had a wait, 60% feeling he was not going to return, but he's back. So with that, we're going to take a very quick break, and we'll return to talk about the National Hockey League. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And 
And we are back, and the jingle you just heard was the subsidiary show of Paladino Live Productions. This is, of course, the flagship show of Paladino Live Productions. Paladino Live, the number one dimensional show, but Purple Mafia, of course, the Minnesota Vikings show, still very new, only two episodes in. And, um, yeah, before I get into hockey, I'll just bring that up, as uh, I'd like you to please check that out, as a lot of the listeners of this station... Could be from Minnesota or Minnesota fans hoping for some Vikings coverage. Well, Purple Mafia is the ultimate Vikings coverage here on the Internet. Please check it out. It is also on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Uh, it should it might be on Mediafly, maybe or maybe not. That's kind of the longest process. Of course, Paladino Live right here. Also on iTunes and Mediafly, you may perhaps be listening to it now because you've downloaded from iTunes or Mediafly, and hey, thank you very, very much. It is great to have you on board this fabulous show, as I am more than happy to do this. I am just thrilled to be the host of Paladino Live, and um, well, with that, we are going to move right along here into the National Hockey League, and as I said before the break... Jacques Lemaire, the Minnesota Wild coach Jacques Lemaire, will return next season. Um, again, I was not very uh, confident this was going to happen, but, uh, you know, at the end of the year, he had a look in his eye looking like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I really want to come back right now. It's just this season kind of pissed me off. And Well, yeah, if that was what Jacques Lemaire was feeling at the time, yeah, I felt the same way. It was pissing me off. You know, the whole year was not fun at all for the Minnesota Wild, but with that, we're going to check out some uh, talk here as Steelers Girl sent me an article as uh, Heidi, Steelers Girl, here on thesportstuff.com, a fairly well-known poster here on thesportstuff.com. We love hearing from her here. Um, now, the article she gave me, a teeny bit old, but hey, that that's okay, as... Um, Article says Jacques Lemaire was upbeat, laughing as he talked on the phone. He was practically buoyant. Is it a sign? Lemaire laughed again. You'll find out tomorrow, he said Friday afternoon. There will be an announcement. Today, for sure, we'll know whether Lemaire will be back to coach the Wild for an eighth season. Doug Risebrow, the team's president and general manager, is expected to announce Lemaire's future today. On Friday, neither was willing to say what the announcement would hold, and yeah, hey, you know, you you never really want to say because what's the point of a press conference if you already made the announcement? It's like, okay, we're happy for you. But no, um, thank you for that, Steelers girl. And um, yeah, ultimately the news was that he was coming back. So basically, hey, you know, the article said what it needed to say, you know, that he pretty much was coming back anyway. So it's not necessarily old. It's, um, it was a pretty accurate sign. Lemaire's attitude has changed dramatically in the uh, since the Wild were defeated by the Colorado Avalanche. I think borderline upset in the first round. Borderline, I mean, Colorado more experienced. You got these veteran players who have been legends in the past, like Forsberg and Sackick, and, um, you know, there's other solid veterans like Adam Foote and such. Um, Millen Hayduk is excellent, but still, I thought the Wild were, were a little better team than Colorado. And, yeah, just a little bit, but still... Home ice advantage in the postseason you'd think would do something, but sometimes in the National Hockey League it really doesn't. Uh, and this year it really didn't work out at all. And Lemaire seemed like a completely different person after that game six. And I understand emotions carry high, but um, Lemaire never looked that irritated. 
and uh, def- almost a defeated look in his eye. But now he's like, hey, you know, heck with it. Let's get back. Let's rock and roll. And I hope, I hope, um, I hope there will be reason to be excited for next year. Uh, Pavel Dimitra gone, absolutely gone. He's not going to come back. Uh, he's already been visiting. The, he already visited the Vancouver Canucks. The possibility of going there, and if he does, well, I'm not. Not a tear will shed. Blech. Not a tear will drop my eye. Not a single tear. As um, Pavel Dimitra, disappointing here in Minnesota. As I said in a previous show, the show, the wrap-up season wrap-up show, when uh, we traded him. We traded for him. The first round pick we got in the Dwayne Rollison trade and, and Patrick O'Sullivan. I hated the trade, guys. I really did. And, um, a lot of people disagreed with me, thought that, hey, you know, that's stupid. And then I, I, I was like, okay, I tried to change my tune a little bit as I looked like Gabrick and Dimitri were playing well together. And they did for a little while, but once Gabrick got injured last year, never the same again. Even though Gabrick came back, it was never the same again. And this year was not even close to what people had hoped, like a Jordan and Pippen type of thing, Gabrick and Dimitri making each other so good, they, they take over the league. Uh, it looked like at the first two or three months that they were together, but ever since, eh, whatever, you know. And even Marion Gabrick made a comment saying, hey, I'm not going to go wherever he goes. So it's not like Marion Gabrick is going to be pissed off and leave if uh, Demetri comes back. And, yeah, I uh, went off topic a teeny bit because it's just, well, it's it's really the wild as a whole here that we're discussing. Um, before I get a quick, quick review of the just a couple of games played in the conference finals in both sides. Um, now a little quote here from Lemaire. I wanted to talk to Doug and see what he thought. Lemaire said during a teleconference Saturday to announce he will be back next season. I got a good response. So, all right. Uh, it's basically like, yeah, you know, we, we're all on the same page. We're ready to get back into things. Um, I'm guessing now what Lemaire is uh, saying here is that Doug Risebrough is going to make be very aggressive going into the uh, going into the off season to sign the right people. And uh, right now, it totally escapes me who really is available. As we will definitely get into that more and more here on Paladino Live, as we are the wild leader here on the on the internet. Anyway, <laughs> as um, we're going to talk extensive wild and wolves off season as the shows continue, because hey, you know. KFAN doesn't do it much, so why not do it here, baby? You know, that. let's pick up some wild talk. You guys got to sign up and listen to the show if you want to get some real wild talk in the off season and some Timberwolves talk. Uh, now, anyhow, another quote real quick here, here on Yahoo. We went for a little while there where we were not playing as a team. And, yeah, that's what I was talking about. That really affected me because I feel my forte is to get them to play as a team. I felt I'm not doing my job. This is because, well, excuse me, this is my job to get them to play good and to make my boss happy with how his team is playing also. I didn't have that satisfaction. So yeah, see, that's what I was feeling early on. You know, he's just like, this is just not working out anymore, man. But uh, ultimately, another quick quote, I go back and I want to know, what he thinks of me, Lemaire said. I want to know if he's satisfied. I want to know what I can improve in the tough times. Give me some ideas. Give me some feedback on what he sees. So, well, he got a good response. And Lemaire, back, ready to rock and roll with the Minnesota Wild going into next season. I had no doubt he was the best coach 
best coach to coach this team. That's kind of a weird quote, but okay. Uh, Risebrow said, I told him, you've got us this far, and you're the best coach to take us to the next level. Sure, he, you know, he's gotten us to the conference finals when we were, uh, what, a sixth seed. And um, that team had a grittiness and a heart to it that I just loved. But uh, that's the thing. I just, there was no grittiness to this year's team other than the Todd Vidoriks and such. Pretty much Todd Vidoric, Stefan Veyu type players. You know, they're good, but they're not difference makers. You need some strength at the top. I mean, Marion Gabrick was a gigantic, gargantuan reason why the Minnesota Wild made those phenomenal runs during the 2003 postseason because he was the top scorer in the entire playoffs in the first two rounds, and um, obviously the third round, they got decimated, but still, he was still, like, I believe he was still the top scorer in the postseason after the Ducks series, when we got swept by the Mighty Ducks in the third round, conference finals, but, and Gabrick got one assist, and that was in game six, game six, he finally scored a point, no goals, but one point in uh, the sixth game, um, that was it for the whole playoff. So, yeah, you got to get more out of Marion Gabrick. And um, Jacques Lemaire is the kind of coach that can do that, and I'm hoping for the best that this can happen. A quick little line here. Star winger Marion Gabrick is entering the final year of his contract and will likely be looking for a significant raise after scoring a franchise record 42 goals last season. So Risebrow has to decide this summer whether to sign him to a big-money long-term deal or trade him. Mm-hmm. Very tough decision because uh, uh, two years ago, signing him to a long-term deal was just like, yeah, uh-huh, absolutely, there's no question about it. As in an abbreviated season a few years back, he scored 38 goals, looked like the next <laughs> Lemieux. I mean, he looked like he was ready to t- totally rock and roll. This year he didn't look like that. Uh, he's become a better team player, but you don't want to, you know, I mean, yeah, the 42 goals he scored this year, well, it's an awesome statistic, but... It just wasn't the same. The 38 he got the previous two two years ago just looked, oh, my God. He just he was owning people out there. This year, it just didn't feel the same. And really, until that ridiculous five-goal game he had against the New York Rangers, he really didn't have that, that absolute uh, – he didn't scare people, really, the second he touched the puck as much. I mean, teams are focusing on him differently than they did back then. Uh, especially in 2003, it was that five years ago. Boy, oh boy, you know, he was just lighting everybody up that year. And um, the way teams are focusing on him now, it's frustrating. It's, it is kind of frustrating to watch. He is about an 80-point guy no matter what, but I just want to – I know this Marion Gabrick can be a 100-point guy. And, uh, man, you know, I want him here. I really do. Even if it's a lot of money, I want him here. And uh, we know Craig Leopold. Craig Leopold is a more aggressive spender than that of Bob Negley. Though Bob Negley was not the kind of guy. He he was an honest guy, a very good owner for this team, very intelligent businessman. I was I was lucky enough to meet him during that that All Star festil uh, All Star festivities a few years back, the year before the lockout. And um, yeah, cool, honest Christian guy. Um, I respect him very much, and uh, just anyhow, uh, Craig Leopold, though, yeah, a more aggressive spender, and uh, could be a lot of fun this offseason. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, with that, a real quick nugget before I get into the actual scoring. Uh, that was a little extensive wild talk, but uh, hey, you know, that's this is Paladino Live.
So, <laughs> Minnesota teams, baby. Now, just as a real quick tidbit, Joel Quenneville out as the Colorado Avalanche coach. That's a little, a little bit, teeny bit surprising, as they did get to the second round despite not winning their division or anything. Um, they did beat a team on the road to win, you know, to win their, get to the second round and such. But well, the Colorado Avalanche want to play faster, more attacking brand of hockey, a faster, more attacking brand of hockey, similar to the style that brought them to Stanley Cup. <laughs> I can't talk, man. Two Stanley Cup titles. So. All right, that's a quick little quote in the article here on Yahoo by Pat Graham, AP Sports writer. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, they they really weren't as quick, no. Yet, whatever they did, they did it right. They did. They basically did to the Wild this year what the Wild did to the Avalanche in 2003. It was kind of an opposite situation. A team that took advantage of uh, mistakes and scored, basically, despite the other team peppering your goalie You'd, you'd get the rebound or force a turnover, and then you'd get a breakaway. Boom, score. You know, you'd score, you'd shoot 21 shots, score three goals, face about 38 and give up one. You know, it's, uh, that's pretty much what happened with the, uh, that series. But of course, the Avalanche destroyed by the Detroit Red Wings, who I'm about to get into right here now are, <laughs> wow, they're looking like a Stanley Cup championship team right now. Yes, I just said that. And, um, they defeat the, Dallas Stars in both games of the Western Conference Finals. Now, game one, very much all Detroit. A 4-1 to victory on Thursday, May 8th. Uh, just no reason right now to believe that in, in that game that the Dallas Stars were really that are going to win this series. I just don't think so. They might win a couple games here, but I don't know. Now, tonight, tonight, May 10th, Saturday, Detroit defeats Dallas again 2-1, to and they're already up two games to zero. I have no reason to believe the Dallas Stars are going to win the Western Conference despite their excellent run to get here. Detroit is, Detroit is a team on a mission, a team that the last several years here has uh, had a very favorable, favorable record going into the postseason and collapsed. This doesn't look like that's going to happen this year. It really doesn't, and... Um, Despite whoever they play in that phenomenal Philadelphia-Pittsburgh series, the phenomenal Pennsylvania-Eastern Conference Finals, I'm kind of thinking Detroit's going to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, that's unfortunate because I, I just, eh, you know, Detroit's already won three in the last ten years, and I'm bored with them. You know, I never really liked them, but, yeah, I respect the hell out of them. They are just the bomb, absolute bomb. Nicholas Lidstrom is a legend, and uh, I, I know Eiserman isn't there anymore. I mean, Shanahan's still there. Chelios, Chris Chelios is still playing, and he's still good. Sheesh, he's like 45, 46 years old. He's just unbelievably old, but he's still unbelievably good. It's just, wow, one of the two or three best defensemen probably that ever played, I'd say. Sheesh, you know, unbelievable. Now, real quick, there's only one game between the uh in the Pennsylvania conference finals. <laughs> Pittsburgh wins four to two over Philly in the Steel City. Um the Penguins probably gonna win that series. Probably, I would say, despite the fact Philadelphia phenomenal. Uh I'm gonna stick to my guns that Philadelphia is gonna force the seventh game between those two. But Pittsburgh will prevail and will advance the Stanley Cup finals. 
But, uh, yeah, we're going to see what happens right now, the way things are shaping up. I think Detroit wins the championship, despite the fact Pittsburgh looks like, uh, they look like the 80s Edmonton Oilers, man. Oh, but so does Detroit. I mean, I just don't know <laughs> what to say overall on that one. It's going to be an epic Stanley Cup Finals if, if those two indeed face off for it a whole enchilada. But with that, I'm going to conclude this hockey talk, which was, I hope, very enjoyable for you, as I enjoyed talking about it, as you could probably tell. And we're going to move on to the National Basketball Association. What's up, listeners? This is Farzine. I am the host of the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportstuff.com, where we cover the Kansas City Chiefs, give our opinions, and go deep inside with the Kansas City Chiefs right here only on thesportstuff.com. We encourage you Chiefs fans, you loud Chiefs fans out there, to get on the show, voice your opinions, get on our boards, and talk with us. All listeners, including Bronco fans, are allowed in our show. So be sure you check out the Chiefs End Zone Show right here on thesportstuff.com with me, your host, Farzine. Here on Paladino Live, and it is time to talk about the NBA, the game of games, in my opinion, and uh, some others here on thesportstuff.com, including Kush, Rusty, and PMAC, uh, along with uh, David Skinner, all great podcasters here on thesportstuff.com. You guys do a great job, and I'm happy to be one of you as a big-time NBA guru. Now, first of all, the biggest news of the entire week happened tonight, just within the last hour or so. Well, remember Mike D'Antoni, the coach of the Phoenix Suns, the guy who had that uh, run-and-gun team? Absolutely go out there making the very entertaining style of basketball. Well, he is going to become the New York Knicks coach. New York Knicks. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I'm not kidding. I'm really not kidding. Uh, P-Max Club taking uh, Dave Eng's club. I, wow, as, uh, you know, the run-and-gun son's host. You lie, you lie, um, as we have some coaching carousel going on here. Just crazy. I, all right. Um, great move for the Knicks. Great move for the Knicks. Uh, it's obviously going to be a long time in, uh, in coming for this team to improve. It's going to take a couple of years, two to three years in my opinion, and probably many others. We were discussing that here on the uh, the live chat on thesportstuff.com where you click the TSS boards if you are signed up. Now, you have to sign up. As I know, there's been tons of guests here on the boards. They'll probably check out things, read it out, you know, give things a look-see, you know, and, hey, you know, you're more than welcome to do that. We, we're very happy to have you checking us out. But um, we'd really like to also have you sign up because, well, that live – that chat box is invisible if you're not a official member now please sign up again as i said also uh the sports podcasters.com forward slash board is not just the button you can also do that so yeah the sports podcasters.com forward slash boards 
Now, Mike D'Antoni on the Knicks, I was talking about on there also earlier tonight. Um, now, we know Stefan Marbury's not going to work there. Uh, he is just not going to fit Mike, Mike D'Antoni's system. Besides, Stefan Marbury is an absolute punk and a complete freaking loser. Uh, I, I can't put into words. The guy is the biggest, oh, he is the biggest thug and the biggest reason why people don't like the NBA. Now, I love the NBA, but other people don't. Marbury is about as big a reason why of all time. You know, he's also the biggest baby ever. Like, he's got a hangnail and he's out for two and a half months, like, like as if he tore his ACL or something, for Pete's sake. You know, I mean, my God. You got other people coming back from, like, ridiculous knee surgeries, and um, they're back out playing and helping your team make a run. You got Kobe Bryant with a torn tendon in his pinky. You know, that's not easy, folks. You know, I don't care what you say. I mean, I have a dislocated finger. Uh, happened about a month ago. It still hurts like the Dickens, by the way. That was also the pinky. And, uh, you know, doing the cleanups, it's not been easy at all. At all. And, uh, yeah, playing playoff basketball to the level Kobe Bryant has been pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, a guy like Marbury... Um, yeah, he pretty stumbles and falls, and he's he's out for like three months at least, if not more. Oh, and by the way, his pay, his salary is twenty million a year, so good deal, not a bad deal. It's he's 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 underpaid, yeah, underpaid guy. Now, yeah, the Antoni not going to probably have to deal with him. They're going to probably find a way to get rid of that sob, and I hope they do. Also, they're talking about uh, Curry. He's not going to be an easy match for D'Antoni. Now, Eddie Curry's going to really have to step up his game. Going to have to get in better shape. And that dude needs to rebound the ball better. I mean, come on, man. Get some freaking rebounds. A guy like you, like Charles Barkley said years ago, if you're a big man in the NBA and you ain't pulling down over uh, 10 rebounds a game, you're not doing your job. So um, Eddie Curry has not been doing his job for quite a while, as have so many other centers. Like Mark Blunt is the ultimate, ultimate. (laughs) He is the ultimate case in that. Dilly, as he's getting paid, what, seven, eight million a year to get about five rebounds a game. Screw him. You know, people like that. And a lousy defender, too. Now, um, you gotta get them rebounds like the Al Jeffersons, the Garnets, the Duncans, and Dwight Howard. Woo-wee! You know, first team all NBA, by the way. Pretty doggone good. Dwight Howard deserving. And, um, yeah. His magic, of course, still getting to that really quick. Trailing three to one. Now, a couple other quick, or one other coaching move. Wrapping up today, Rick Carlisle. Not going to the Sons of the Bulls, but he's going to the Dallas Mavericks, as um, that was something they've been going after since uh, Avery was out. They wanted Rick Carlisle. Great hire. Absolutely great hire. As I've said before, Rick Carlisle, the coach I like a lot. I thought he's been underrated for a long, long time. Did a great job of the Detroit Pistons. Helped. He was really the man that got them into competitive basketball again. They became the, 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 the blue team again rather than that turquoise crap they wore in the 1990s and early 2000s. Just yucky. I'm glad they're wearing the blue and red again. And uh, Carlisle, a big part of uh, why the Detroit Pistons were playing better, along with Joe Dumars' uh, management. But, um, yeah, and phenomenal with Indiana, I thought. And uh, obviously not his fault that uh, Ron Artest flew into the stands and uh, tried to tried to pretty much kill people. Ron Artest is a thug, and that's just all there is to it. Rick Carlisle, though. Now, what I like here is how they are talking about 
how he is a balanced type of coach, and that is what I look for in a team and in a coach. Rick Carlisle has a balanced approach to offense-defense, but balance, and that's what I would want. Absolutely. As uh, Here on Yahoo, it says the Dallas Mavericks made it official Saturday, announcing they had hired Rick Carlisle to replace Avery Johnson as their coach. Donnie Nelson, the Mavericks president of basketball operations, said in a statement that Carlisle was our top choice from the onset, as I said. And, yeah, that is phenomenal. Good move. I'm glad that was it. His integrity, his exceptional basketball IQ, and balanced approach are exactly what we are looking for, Nelson said. Rick's Playoff experience and success make him a great fit for our team and its future. Agreed. Agreed, number one. Agreed. Now, this is down in the bottom. Uh, a native of upstate New York, Carlisle, was the co-captain of the Virginia team that made the Final Four in 1984, the year after Ralph Sampson left. He was a first-round pick of the Boston Celtics and was a backup on their 1986 championship team and also a close buddy of Larry Bird, as that's why Rick Carlisle wound up in Indiana, and that was a deal that should have gone out, that should have turned out better, I thought. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame how that didn't all work out a little bit better, but yeah, that is that with the coaching carousel at this point. Uh, Dave Eng, or Deng, host of the Run and Gun Suns, looking for... Avery Johnson to possibly be the Suns coach, and yeah, that'd be a good move. You know, he's either probably going to go to Phoenix or Chicago. He will coach next year without, you know, there's almost no doubt that Avery Johnson will coach. It's, we're going to see if it's Chicago or Phoenix would be a great fit for either one. Um, the fact that the Suns are closer to being a competitive team despite despite the possibility they may never win a championship, Avery Johnson would be a nice fit for the Suns, and uh, I'm kind of hoping he goes there. So we'll see what happens. Now, to the actual series here really quick. We are in the second round, of course. And, uh, well, tonight was a, well, the Boston Celtics did go take a 2 nothing lead by dismantling Cleveland. Uh, well, they barely beat him in game one, as it was just a uh, bad shooting night for both teams. LeBron James, historically bad shooting in the first two games, uh, Boston winning 76-72 in the first game and 89-73 in the second game, a drubbing in game two as the Celtics shot better, but the uh, Cavs continue to suck in those two games. But uh, the story of game one was something I never saw Kevin Garnett do here in Minnesota. I mean, he, he's he been clutch. He'll make a clutch play here and there. He made a clutch plays here and there in the regular season, but never really consistently was clutch in the postseason. And he was consistently clutch in game one. And I was very impressed with him, despite the fact I've been a big critic of his the last four years or so. Kevin Garnett absolutely took charge. Well, actually, it's been more about six years I've been a critic of Garnett, since about 2001, 2002-ish, around there. But, yeah, um, boy, did he, he hit big shots. He drove the lane. He drove the lane. <laughs> yeah. That's something he never did here in Minnesota in a big playoff game. Drove the lane, took it on his hands to hit the big shots down the stretch. I mean, Paul Pierce and uh, Ray Allen were horrible, horrible in game one. Absolutely invisible. And Garnett won that game for the Celtics, along with a very familiar name. And um, a lot of people don't like him. They think he's a cancer. But, I man, I love him. Sam Cassell. I love E.T. Sam Cassell. He is just... 
He is such a clutch performer, despite the fact he, he is a pain in the ass behind the scenes, as they say. Just an absolute pain in the ass. The dude absolutely, you know, just cold-blooded hits the greatest shots. And I, I love watching him. I, I love watching him go after the other team, kind of talking trash with them a little bit. He, he is just, he's, he's, he's cool, man. But um, game three tonight, May 10th, not cool. Boston Celtics, again, cannot win on the road. And they have a 500 record in the playoffs right now. Well, actually, no, they don't. I'm on crack. Um, <laughs> the Celtics, five wins at home, but now four losses. Four losses on the road. Mm-hmm. Well, that's six wins at home. Six and four overhaul. I'm sorry. I don't know what's my problem. But, yeah. Ridiculous, man. Come on, guys. Fortunately, they are up two games to one, but you just lost by 24 points in Cleveland. Uh, come on, man. Come on. What What for? It, can, it can't be that bad. Uh, LeBron James still shooting extremely poorly. He was only 5 of 16, yet the Cavaliers managed to win by 24. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Delonte West, humongous in this game. 21.7 assists, 5 rebounds, 3 turnovers, 1 steal. Um, excellent. Zerbiak, very good early on, but really came back down to earth later on. He was shooting, he was 4 for 4 on his first, yeah, he made his first 4 shots and missed his next 6. Made some free throws down the stretch, but uh, unfortunately, yeah, that was all she wrote for Wally. Um, ben Wallace, eh, okay, you know, and they... He's a guy they are careful with. The Goskis, solid, all that good stuff. Six assists for Goskis, by the way, along with 12.8 rebounds. So, um, Joe Smith, very key for the Cavaliers. Seven of eight, 17 points, six rebounds. So, those veterans stepping it up for the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are not done at all because of the way they're coming out. Now, they do have to win in Boston, and I don't see it happening, but to win this series... But either way, they're going to make this series competitive. They're going to annoy the Celtics. They're going to at least annoy them and continue to expose weaknesses, as the Hawks certainly did that very well in the first round, exposing weaknesses of the Celtics, particularly on the road, which I'm not getting. Um, Celtics, you can't depend on being perfect at home the rest of the way. you got to start winning some road games, guys, and you better win game four. Absolutely. I picked the Celtics in six. I'm standing by that. I think they'll finally win a road game somewhere in there. We'll see. Cross your fingers, guys. Now, the Detroit Pistons on the verge of eliminating the Orlando Magic, despite the fact that Magic played pretty well the last two games. Now, last time we talked, not long ago, the Pistons were up two games to zero. And as expected, the Orlando Magic split, split, as I said, the uh, game three and game four, Orlando destroying the Pistons, 111 to 86 in game three, just pounded them into the ground, destroyed the Detroit Pistons. Um, unbelievable in that game, but still, you know, it's one game, just like the Cleveland and Boston game still. you got to remind you, it's not winning four games here, or two, it's just one. Uh, the Pistons pull off a gutty road win, 90 to 89. And yes, they are up three games to one, and I am picking them to finish off the, the Orlando Magic in Game 5 in Detroit. To me, there is no doubt that that's what's going to happen. I do not see the Magic winning Game 5 in Detroit. 
on Tuesday the 13th on Tint, no, TNT, the best NBA coverage, in my opinion. Just absolutely love it. It is the best channel with Charles Barkley, Kenny the Jet, Smith, and EJ's Stead of the Night. Well, you get the idea. Ernie Johnson. Um, we're going to quickly move on here to the Jazz and Lakers series again. I selected the uh, Lakers to go up 2-0, to zero, but then to possibly split the game 3-4. and four. And, uh, well, the Lakers do win at home 120-110 to 110 on Wednesday the 7th. So there's your 2-0. But then the Utah Jazz, very solid, win by 5, 104-99 last night, Friday the 9th of May. And, well, there's your one game that I'm going to pick the Jazz to win. There's your one game. I think the Lakers win tomorrow, the 11th Sunday, and close out the Jazz Wednesday on Tint, TNT. Uh, enjoy that game, all of you, on ABC. I won't get to. I'll be at my least favorite place on earth, work. Uh, I wish this was my official number one job, but uh, not yet. Working on that. Um there's the series there, and one last series, the best series, saving the best for last. Um, game three, San Antonio, as uh, probably the entire country expected, winning 110 to 99 over the New Orleans Hornets. The whole country expected the Spurs to not go down three to zero. Uh, we were hoping, but they didn't. They win on Thursday. And we have a two-to-one series. Lots of people expecting the Spurs to win again tomorrow night on TNT. I really don't know. Either way, I think it's a 50-50 split. The Hornets are that talented. They are a team that can win on the road against a very tough opponent, as they proved in the Dallas Mavericks series and pretty much all year. Uh, it's pretty much a, a uh, slugfest of who's going to play the Lakers, despite the fact now I'm... I'm not trying to offend you Utah Jazz fans out there. I just, I just, there's no way they're going to beat the Lakers. There's just no way. Um, despite the fact, I think the Utah Jazz are a very tough team, and they'd be very competitive against the Hornets or the Spurs. But right now the Lakers are the team in the West, despite, you know, the fact how much I love the Hornets. Um, yeah, the, the Jazz are the fourth best team in the West. That's just all there is to it, and that's what's going to happen. That's the way it's going to finish. Uh, this Spurs-Hornets series... I did pick the Hornets in five. Kind of risky on my part. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope it is. I really do. I mean, if the Hornets do win tomorrow, the series will be over on Tuesday the 13th in New Orleans. Spurs will not defeat the Hornets in game five. So it all hinges on tomorrow. If the Hornets cannot win tomorrow, this is going to be a seven-game series, in my opinion. I think it'll go home, 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 home the rest of the way. The home team will win, and the Hornets will have to finish her off on next Monday. Next Monday, the 19th, the day before the draft lottery. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that. We're going to have a show talking a little bit about that at some point when the Wolves quest for uh, Derek Rose or Michael Beasley will take place on that night. But that is the dilly with the National Basketball Association here in the postseason. That's the dilly with the coaching carousel in both leagues. And I hope you enjoyed the show as we are going to call it quits here very quickly. Uh, really quick, though, quick reminder, Live at Yahoo.com, Live at Yahoo.com. That is the email. Please 
send your questions, comments, complaints, compliments, you know, because I'm so good, right? No. Well, maybe. Maybe. Um, please send the emails there. Uh, give me your name, where you're from, if, if I don't recognize you, of course. You know, if you don't already know you, like Steelers Girl or Farzine or something. Um, definitely... Definitely interact with me on there. Again, remember to call in the call-in line, 916-912-4263. Not only for me, but for the other shows on here, if you like the other shows. Uh, again, it's a voicemail. State which show you are addressing, and state your comment, complaint, compliment, because we're the best website ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're working on that. It's it's coming. Um but we want to hear from you immediately. We would just love to interact with you. And, of course, on thesportstuff.com, I host a uh, – I have my own board, as Dylan was kind enough to give me that. It is in the Anything Goes section. So after you sign up, if you haven't signed up already, the Anything Goes section, click. Uh, you will see there is a Paladino Live board, and there's a place where you can make questions – but also, also, well, I'll make questions for Paladino Live, but also there is a part where you can do questions, comments, whatever, for Purple Mafia. So don't forget to do that. Don't don't quit on that. There are both sections on there. Um, also, create a thread if you want. If you want to start anything you want, um, anything. Vikings rock. Vikings stuck. You know, go for hockey. He's going to win the national championship last year or next year. Duh. Um, anything you want. Let's get things going, but please interact. Let's do some talking. Let's let's get this show pumped up some more. And I'd, um, I'm looking forward to meeting and getting to know you out there. As I can see, we've got 14 guests on right now as I'm looking at it. So, yeah, guests, if you're listening, sign up. Sign up. We want you. Come on. Let's, let's, let's get this site moving, baby. Let's all grow. Um, just want to thank all of you for visiting and listening and downloading. I wish all of you a great week as we will have episode number 13 up very soon. Enjoy the wonderful month of May and have some fun. Take care. 